0: You are
1: listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do
0: you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year?
1: (sighs) Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Burlingame, and today I've got something very short and very special for you. Earlier today, Collider reported that filmmaker Richard Linkletter, who you might know from movies like Boyhood or Before Sunset, but who's dazed and confused and everybody wants some we actually talked about in an early episode of the podcast, has been tapped to write and direct a feature film about the life of stand-up comedian Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is a favorite of both Zach's and mine, and we have talked about him probably on the show before. I'm not 100% sure, because it's been a while since he was in the news. Uh, Bill Hicks passed away in 1995, and in 2011, a couple of filmmakers named Paul Thomas and uh, Matt Harlock made a a documentary film about Bill called American, The Bill Hicks Story. It was a great documentary, and and it blended contemporary interviews with archival footage of Bill, and they they ran animation over some of the stuff to make it – Essentially, to bring Bill to life on screen in a way that didn't look as dated relative to the other footage that they were shooting in real time. It was a creative solution for the documentary problem of talking uh, about somebody who died, you know, 10, 20 years ago when film stock looked different. And it was, in general, a very well done movie. Zach and I actually went to the world premiere. Uh, we interviewed the filmmakers there. Unfortunately, that audio is long gone. Uh, we also talked to, like, Jamie Kilstein, who was a comedian who was on site, one of the guys who wrote for Letterman who was there, and some other things. Uh, and we filmed the uh, the panel that came before the, the the show. You can find that panel on YouTube. I believe it's just Sachs' version because I don't think anybody else was there filming. But... Uh, you would lose a lot of it in podcast form, especially because most of the people who were talking were not particularly famous. They don't have recognizable voices, and the audio quality is you know, what it is from us shooting from 20 feet away from the stage in 2011. That said, uh, I thought that Keith Olbermann's introduction to the film was a really heartfelt and really thoughtful reflection on both Bill Hicks himself as a man and a comedian, and also on the film that Harlock and Thomas had put together. Uh, that came out pretty well audio-wise, and also Olbermann is just one person with a pretty clear and distinct voice. So I wanted to share that here with you in uh, kind of celebration of the fact that Bill Hicks is apparently getting a movie. So please enjoy Keith Olbermann discussing Bill Hicks. You you can be guaranteed that when the next Bill Hicks movie comes that both Zach and I are going to be there for it.
0: somebody interesting was going to come along. Uh, I am Manny Ramirez, and I have tested positive for the preservatives that put cookie dough. I'm sorry, that's a baseball joke. My apologies for it. Uh, one of the things that I did in my uh, the waning weeks of my show, uh, what was the name of it again? I the, the show I used to do on cable news before the new show I'm going to do on cable news premiering sometime next month or in June was a segment called uh, Bill Hicks is Still Ahead of the Curve. I'd like to add something to this. Your presence here confirms two things of great importance. Bill Hicks is alive and well. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And as you will see in this extraordinary film that uh, Matt and Paul did, that uh, Bill Hicks is still ahead of the curve. I can't really, and I'm sure everybody in this room tries to articulate just what it was like to hear or see Bill's work for the first time and how it necessarily changed your life. And I'm not being, I hope, hyperbolic when I say that. I had a certain view of myself as open-minded and kind of broad-minded, and and, and more importantly, I had a view of myself as funny, and all of these things were corrected the first time I heard (laughs) Bill Hicks work. Uh, The extraordinary breadth and the extraordinary honesty lessons not just to us about how, uh, we could enjoy the world around, our, around, around us or enjoy humor, but really lessons about perception, about seeing things the way they really are. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a little too. Uh, I'm now Oh, my God. <laughs> and the late Keith Overman so his final words were, Sometimes I get messed up about how things really are. <laughs> uh, the, the, every once in a while, and in my new capacity as. Not only stinking management, but stinking ownership of a commercial television network. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. Forgive me. Uh, forgive me. I'm. I'm. Every once in a while, I will get kind of corporate, and then I will pop in anything, whether it's a, a, a CD or a tape, or or just remembering a line or going online and finding something. And this will be well my third eye will be squeegeed uh, The reminder of life and entertainment and, and what a comic's role is, a good comic's role is, and what all our roles are as citizens is underscored, I think, best by, and I have to be very careful about this for reasons that will be evident to in just a moment, a certain routine in which he describes the theoretical end of a late-night talk show host, (laughs) and how, while interviewing an actor named Joey, he finally realizes that he has sold out everything that he believes in, and the only way out is to to off himself in a colorful fashion, in which, in a final act of loyalty, a bird-like logo of the network for which he worked appears behind him as the blood splatter. I like to think of this, for my own self, as a kind of cathartic, a kind of wish fulfillment without ever actually having to go through the thing myself. So this is how this has, has been of value to me, and Bill's works have been a value to me. to me in the last 20 years. But particularly when I was at ESPN and sort of was falling into the, the, the corporate sports world and a, and, a, and a, I don't know, a sort of appreciation of the point of view that said, no, no, Keep selling them more Tiger Woods video games. Keep selling them this crap. This was the first time that I listened to a lot of Bill's work collectively, and it cured me of that right quick. Now, you are all familiar with his work, or if you're not, you're here with somebody who has told you for years, my God, you've got to see this. I think you will agree with the, with the first observation I ever made about Bill, which was that had he had more time, he would have wound up hosting his own religion. <laughs> because the perceptiveness of what he saw and the jokes about uh, all the other religions and the jokes in the, and, and they're jokes because we can laugh at them, they're in fact statements of truth issued from one of the few people who was willing to put himself on the line and put his income on the line by telling you the truth in a very real, tangible way that those of us with contracts and with day-to-day jobs and suits and ties really don't have to face you know, once in a while, but not on a nightly basis where you're standing up on a stage like that. And what you're going to say could be the last time that somebody or everybody books you in your line of work. And as he used to observe, you know, weeks of obscurity and months of obscurity and travels across the country, where we did not necessarily appreciate him while we had him, and this is my reference earlier to religion and the prospect that he would have had his own, in this uh, extraordinarily extraordinary life that was not fully appreciated while we were fortunate enough to have him, how would you possibly convey this to people who did not know who he was or what he did or what he said or how funny he was or more importantly how truthful he was? It would require something really special in the way of a motion picture. It would require something really special and and a dedication and a willingness to say, All right, what can we, how can we take this spirit that he had and build upon it? How can we use that to create a documentary film and do it in a Bill Hicks? Be prepared for something totally different in documentary filmmaking and something that I think perhaps even people in this room or other rooms like it in the next few months as this goes across the country, will very happily steal. I have been thinking about ways that I can steal it and put it in my new show. The innovation, and I'm not going to give away any of the tricks in advance except to just sort of ask you to pay attention to what you are seeing and what you are not seeing and how you feel about what you're seeing and where you think you are as you're seeing it these are, as somebody who does essentially a documentary about each day in the news, to see some new and totally different style of presenting this that is both um, artistic and yet also true and also true to the documentary style and again innovative, is a breath of fresh air. And I will quote Bill's mom who said to me before we saw this film for the first time last summer that she you had seen it by that point I think. Twelve or fifteen times, and it's the best compliment the filmmakers could ever possibly get. I think what 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 Mary said to me was simply this: I enjoy it each time. I see something new each time, and I would enjoy it even if it wasn't about Bill. <laughs> so. my thanks to everybody who's been involved in this and particularly to my friends the Hicks who have welcomed me throughout this process and as long as I've been here to occasionally echo something that Bill did that means steal it (laughs) Um, I I think I I should get out of the way and let you watch this, yeah, I've talked long enough I want you to watch and enjoy uh, American Bill Hicks story and it is, it's as good as Bill was what else can we say thank you kindly E. N.